Merry New Year! Happy New Year. In this country, we say Happy New Year. <laughs> Thank you for correcting my English with stinks. I am Nanja Ibuko, exchange student from Cameroon. Ha 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 ha! Happy New Year! back my friends we are the smarky geeks i'm the voice of the voiceless fd punk wow <laughs> i'm kind of want to give it to you but right. i'm not sure let me see what you get and you i get. am the messiah of the backbreaker john Trigano. Right. i i i i can't no, it was last second but yeah uh contact information uh, you're listening to episode 10. We made it to 10. That's that that's a, that's a big number for podcasting. We make it to 10. Well, the other one's 378. So I think we, I, I think we got this whole podcast. Maybe. I think we got it done, yeah. I think, I, I, think we, I think we got the whole thing. Yeah. Um, so contact information, as always, you can reach the show at wawa.thesmarkygeeks.com. Call hotline number at 347-762-7596. That's what this episode's going to be about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, three four seven seven six two seven five nine six. Leave us a question to be part of the show. We got one for twenty nineteen. Let's get two for twenty twenty. Um, subscribe to us on your favorite podcast catcher and just search for the Smarky Geeks, and we should be like the ones that come up. Um, and <laughs> we should be the one. Yeah, well, hopefully. <laughs> uh, and while you're on your podcast catcher searching for us. And you like what you hear? Leave us a review, or, or and a comment. Review and comment, and uh, that'll help promote our show. And uh, you can also subscribe to us on our Twitters at Smarky Geeks at Frankie Dances at D John Triano again. Yeah, and uh, join our Facebook group and have fun in the fun combos there. It's like one of my favorite places to be right now. Um, so thank you for that great year for that part. Uh, also subscribe to us on Instagram at. The Smarky Geeks. Uh, we can also send us an email to the Snarky Geeks at gmail.com. And on with the show. If you hear heavy breathing, John just got through a Lars Sullivan session. In oh the next my room. God. And uh, that's, that's your breathing. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, I would like to put an apology out there myself. I was not myself last episode. Um, so if I offended anyone, what happened? My rant that I went through the last oh, episode. Oh, yeah. So if anyone well, was... Well, there's going to be more coming, trust me. If anyone was disturbed or anything trust like that. Me. There's, there's going to be more coming, trust me. Um, but yeah. So, welcome to the last episode of 2019 for the Smarky Geeks. Uh, did you have a good Christmas? That's all right. We were supposed to whip out the bubbly. A little bit of the bubbly. Yeah. So this fool, and I use that term very loosely, ordered the bubbly from Chris, Chris Jericho's bubbly. 
<laughs> was actually bottled by um knocking not complaint Stephen Amell. Yeah. So we're gonna actually bust it out probably for next week, the first show of the new year. Yeah, that's okay. actually a better idea. Good. Yeah, we're good. So yeah, we'll talk. We'll review. We'll review. I'm not really a wine drinker or champagne. I'm not really into that. Yeah, I mean, I, socially, if I'm at a party I'm, or whatever, even then, they I, give it I to don't me, like I'll drink it. The taste that they have to taste the wine. The only wine I like is dessert wines, very sweet wines, which I yeah. think this will probably be. I'm assuming champagne, you know? um, but I like sweet wines. Like ice wine is super sweet. Well, we'll find out next week. Yeah. All right. This is not a a wine. Show, <laughs> yeah, definitely not. All right, so you hit you touched upon it. <laughs> uh, Lars Sullivan. So, a video came out, somebody found it somewhere. I mean, they, Look, it, it's someone found it and did deep dive investigation. Of no, it. Shit. anyway, it comes out that this happened like 10 years ago, yeah, that Lars Sullivan has done porn, straight yeah. and gay porn, yeah. Um He's apologize. I mean, look. He should apologize. <laughs> look, he 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 knows he's kind of in a public eye now. Yeah, I get. It. But I he, but, that, but yeah. he came out and said, "I did it. I did it." You know, yeah, he that was him. his past. Let him go. I'm Leave him alone. Saying, you know what I'm saying? I'm saying. You know Don't what? get me wrong. I'm not trying to defend Lars. Lars has his issues and all. I was this... forgetting that. Yeah. Yeah, this is the least of his things. Yeah. I mean, do I want? Is it something I want to know about? Not really. But he did it. It, yeah. it is what it is. It's not like he's doing them now, because that would just be weird. Yeah. But yeah, it was ten years ago. I mean, I don't know the whole story behind why he did it. Like, was he was he for the money? I have no idea. Who the fuck cares? Like, I don't care. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, I'm not saying, you. No, no. What I'm saying is, I guess. Well, I mean, it doesn't really matter. But did he do it for the money, or was he actually an actual actor in that in that industry? I'm just more out of curiosity than anything. Yeah. I, I, it was 10 years ago before he became a wrestler I really don't care anymore that's just the stigma of of porn yeah I mean I think it's that's the worst part of this is that he he's gonna be affected in that way right where they'll probably keep him in the dark for a while right before or just lean into it you know we talked about this just lean into it just have him come out there as the, the porn actor and have Val Venus. Have Val Venus be his manager, who's now a, like a dirty filmmaker. And have who uses all, him. And this would be a perfect time when I'm sign Joey Ryan to a short deal. Yeah. Sign Joey Ryan and shit like that. You know, and just have Val Venus come and say, get it. What was Val Venus used to say? Hello, ladies. Yeah, hello, ladies. You know why? WWE is just. How weird. Val Venus with a long gold chain and shit like that? Ha- Yo. And ha- I don't know what he looks like now, but. He's a little, he, he still wrestles. But is he on the heavy side? Or he's yeah, still, he's, he's on the heavy side. Good. Perfect. Good, just have him come out with his chest, like, like you know, with, with like a very silky looking shirt, open up a little bit so you can see like the rolls, shit like that, and just have him. No, come he's out. not that fat, but he got like a belly, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? Have him wear a tight shirt so you can see the, the you know, <laughs> and then and just have him come out there. And you like, know that if they sign Joey Ryan and put Joey Ryan and Lars Sullivan together, you know they give him the tag belts. <laughs> you know Vince just give him the tag belts. Yeah, probably. And Joey Ryan's not bad in the ring. No, he's alright. And Lars Sullivan's a powerhouse with a little speed. Yeah. That'd be a decent tag team. Yeah. That'd be fun to watch. Yeah. Listen, I don't mind fun. I don't mind fun. I don't, you know, that's, I, I hope that's not the idea that I come all across. It's just that if, if, if you put yourself out there as a promotion. Just own it. That's going to be the fun promotion. That's going to do fun shit, fun gimmicks. 
Do it good and own it and lean into it. You know? Because they have two... Tr- that mean, I guess from WWE's point of view, they have two options at this point. They have three. They could, like you said, they could lean into it and just own it. Mm-hmm. They could let them sit at home until it blows over. No pun intended. <laughs> or they could I'm just... Like Lars can help with that. <laughs> or they could just cut, just, just cut the title and let them go. Hmm. I, I think now we know why he's been with the company this much, this long. Because he's willing to put out. Oh. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> but yeah, so we'll see what happens with this. I mean, it just came out today. Yeah. I mean, if, I mean, the, the, I saw a still of it, like, you know, him before, I guess, the opening scene or whatever. Yeah. And he looks totally different. Yeah, somebody he's did a, a lot, kid. Somebody <laughs> did a lot, a lot, a lot of fucking research. Yeah, they, whoever did this. Was watching gay porn and go, he looks familiar. Well, they, they they broke it down because they, they saw the tattoo on his arm has his initials. That was his real name, DM Dylan something. something. Dylan Miller or Dylan Meyer or something, something like that. Something like that, yeah. And it, it has his DM and shit like that on his, on, his show, on his arm. And it's the same tattoo of this kid in this porno. So they were putting it together. I was like, Ooh. like, I want to know that part. Like, where'd you get the porno? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But other than that, yeah. But, well, yeah. from what I read, it's on, it's on porno. From what I read. Now I'm more curious. <laughs> because, well, I mean, it's like, I did read some of the articles on it. He actually didn't rest on his real, he didn't do it under his real name. No. Well, no, I don't think anyone does. No, they don't. Yeah. What I'm saying is, so it's on the Pornhub. So if you put in the, his name, the name he used, I don't remember what it was, it'll come up on Pornhub. I got to turn on that incognito feature on Chrome. <laughs> They're going to search for Pornhub. Can't have that in my search history. No. I got kids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Uh, uh, New Japan Access. Um, yeah, so up till now, New Japan has been broadcast, like Wrestle Kingdom, whatever pay-per-view they're having, have been broadcast on, on Access TV. Yeah. But Access recently bought Impact. So that's over. Yeah. So they will no longer be showing New Japan on Axis, which I can't, which we all kind of saw coming. Yeah, we, after, we after mentioned Impact, that. Yeah, after, not on this show. I think it was before we started this show. We've mentioned that. Right. That one something's going either either this is going to strengthen the Impact New Japan relationship, which I didn't think so, or it, that some one of these is going to have to go, and obviously, New Japan left. Um. I mean, I guess there's two ways to look at it. Like, you could look at it as it's been reported. Like, it's they didn't want to pay the the rights fees, so New Japan goes. Or you can look at it as that the company just doesn't want two competing companies on one. And please, they have a stake. They have a yeah. stake in one of the companies. Yeah. So. So out it goes. Um. What this means for New Japan, I don't. I'm. I'm sure, because some of the people got let let go once Anthem took over. A lot of people got let go from Access. A lot of those people were the people who were connected to New Japan. Right. So people are saying wherever they land, New Japan will land. You know, if they go to another company, another station, or whatever. Um. 
the report of them not doing anything in 2020, I don't think it's true, regardless if New Japan is saying it. No, they, they're going to end up thinking of the U.S. So you think they have a U.S. dojo now? Yeah. So they're going to get a U.S. TV deal. And they're big enough, and they have enough talent on that roster, like well-known talent, yeah. that they'll get a deal somewhere. Yeah so, yeah, so I think they'll get a deal wherever they go. I just think it just kind of sucks now that they don't. But I hope that, now, if, let's say they get a weekly TV deal, like a regular yeah. TV deal. What do you want to see on it? Like, I never watched the Access. I don't have the channel. What did Access have? Right? Access was just bits and pieces. It was voiced over by JR and... Okay. I forgot the other guy's name. The MMA guy. Okay. I forgot his name. Um, it was voiced over them, so it wasn't like live on content yeah, I got or something like that. They don't, they don't really do house shows, do they, in New Japan? No, no. Not, I mean, not in America. Um... So it was just basically voiced over. It's like whatever they showed over on their over there, we would get here, but just you know, cut down to fit within the whatever it was an hour or two long show. I forgot right. what it was, just to fit in there. And then they'll cut bits and pieces off of it and shit like that, and put it over the voiceover of Jr. and shit like that. Um, it was a fine show for people ancillary interested in New Japan, right? You know, and it was it was it was still important for them to have. Uh, because TV is important, even though Access doesn't, from what I've read, doesn't report to Nielsen, so we wouldn't really get we don't. There's no rating for them, but you still have to have that TV presence was very important. Right. Even though they have an over the top um, TV service, but that over the top TV service sucks. It's great to have. I have it, but it sucks. Right. Because it it it. The fucking app, you can only get the app on Fire TVs or Fire Sticks or whatever. And it, it constantly signs you out. It's not a great app at all. You, there's no way to s- save where you are so you can turn off and go back to it right. and shit like that. There, if you want to go to a certain point, it's hard to search for that certain point and shit like that. It's a horrible app. So their streaming presence needs to be stronger. Um, they don't have that. So not a lot of people are going to want to deal with that and it's a foreign app too you know what I'm saying you have to go to a, a Japanese website to sign up for it translate everything into English and then sign up for it and pay the yen which is, comes out to like $10 sure but it, it, it's an annoying process to go through to get it you know what I'm saying so to have that TV presence here would be important I, th- I think their first US shows here will be fine I'm sure they'll sell out or do good here but I think those shows after that they're gonna need like a TV presence to help them yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sure they'll get, they probably, let's say they get a TV deal, it's not going to be JR doing the overdose. They got to find somebody else. Yeah. Which, but then again. They don't need JR. Huh? They don't need, I mean, they got they got their own people. They got Kevin Kelly and stuff like right. that. So. Mm, all right. So, again, keep going. I'm sorry. Um. No, that was it. That was basically, you know, access. So, I'm, I'm sure they'll land somewhere. Hopefully, better yeah. than access. And hopefully, it's the station that we actually get. Maybe one of us have access. We don't have access to access. There you go. <laughs> nice to go. You're welcome. Um, Chris Statlander. Yeah, so this... Look, I got to argue... I I got to debate with people on Facebook over this. And I don't know what to think of it. Like, I don't know what side to fall on. So here's the situation. So AEW signed Chris Statlander to a deal. But the way AEW works with their talent, they allow because AEW only does one show a week. Mm-hmm. They do one pay per view every couple of months. They do no house shows. 
So they allow their talent, if they want to, to do independent booking. Mm-hmm. And one of the talents that does it, that takes advantage of that is Chris Statlander. So they signed her. They had to be they had to beat Britt Baker to be the number one contender for the title. To fight Rio on New Year's Day. That was the plan. Mm-hmm. Then it comes out last week that Chris Statlander won't be appearing due to prior obligations, that she will not be at the homecoming show January 1st. Mm-hmm. Not a title match. So they replaced it with a fatal four-way, and, and Statlander gets a match next week against the winner. So I'm, a t- I'm of two minds on this thing. One, I'm not really two minds. My problem is, why give her if you knew, if AEW knew that she couldn't make it to that show? Why put her in the match in the first place? Like, you, are you gonna make her choose which one? So one of one of several things happened. Either they had no idea that she was booked on another show that day, which means they're they're allowing their talent to book indie indie dates, which is fine, but they're not keeping track of it. Like they don't know when dates are booked. Yeah, that's one. Two. She never told AEW about it, and they just took her out of the world without doing without doing their due diligence. Or three, she booked. She knew she was booked and didn't say anything because she didn't want to miss the opportunity of being number one contender for the AEW championship. But then realized I can't screw over the first company I I said I appear for. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Look, in any to me, my personal opinion, in any scenario, AEW has not come out looking good in this. Well, well no. I'm, I'm not done yet. Oh, I'm sorry, go. Not that, no problem. Because how do you not know that you're if you're gonna book somebody as number one contender? How do you not know they're not available? Like, that's something you should know. That they are not, she is not available. So they I mean, look, she's still getting a title match, but don't book her to win it. If they knew, if they knew that she wasn't going to be there, why they book it? I got a feeling they didn't know, and she just and they didn't do their due diligence to make sure she wasn't booked. And she, and she, I'm not saying she screwed them, but she didn't, she didn't divulge everything. It's just a fucked up situation. And in my personal opinion, this is me. I don't know how you feel. AEW has not come out looking good in this. It feels like it's like as great as Cody is at the wrestling business. He still has a lot to learn about the the business. Like, you know, like he he dropped the ball on this. The only cool thing is hopefully he learned from it. Yeah. If, if he did make the mistake, if Tony kind of, it's something that they <clears throat> learn from and they move on from it. But it, it's, 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 to me, it's just a bad look. You book in a wrong contender and all of a sudden, oh, she can't make it. If nothing else, write her out as an injury angle. Do something. Huh? It's funny you should say that, but I'll let you finish. Do something rather than just admit that you booked somebody to be no more attendant and then she can't go for prior obligation. But the prior obligation means you knew about it right. and you still booked her. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. repeat yourself. Um, this is frustrating. It, <laughs> here's what it is, though. Um, it's a social media fuck up. Uh, according to sources, not my sources. I don't have sources. I've heard other people's sources or read other people's sources. Um, New Japan, uh, New Japan, AEW knew about it. They signed her arm with that date already set. So they knew with the other promotion. With the other promotion, bar, bar wrestling. It's okay. Um, it, um, it's where 
what's his face? Uh, Joy Ryan, as we mentioned before. Okay. Um, he goes there. He wrestles there. I. <clears throat> there, they were. She, she was signed up for that. That date was set. They knew that she had that day, so they they allowed her to do both. Um, the reason, what happened was. The she was supposed to be written out. That's why they did the angle with Brandy. Uh, so she was gonna be written out. She's gonna be injured or whatever, and then written out of that episode, and then put into the next one. What now, happened uh, was uh, so she written out of the written out of the the January first episode. Yeah. So she was scheduled to appear and be written out of it. Yeah. Because she she wins, because she got signed. She she got that that match to be number one contender last with, week. Last week. And everyone knew, like the fans of Kristen, Chris Satlander knew that she was probably going to lose that because they knew she had a date already. For oh, so her. they figured that Britt Brit Baker was going to beat her. Yeah, so they thought Britt Baker was going to, everyone knew that. So they did a little twist. They had her win, and they, they did a angle with um, Brandy where she was supposed to get injured and written out. Oh, right? don't, after the match with Britt Baker. Yeah, remember that, that yeah, she yeah, got poked yeah, in the yeah. eye and shit. So she was supposed to be written out from there. That was the write out. Okay. You know, what happened was social media, again, AEW's horrible social media uh, presence. The guy who ran it, I forgot his name, tweeted out uh, that Chris Statlander had double booked and shit like that, and she couldn't appear for one. He he basically just fucked up the whole angle. They had an angle. Right. That, that social media idiot. But why didn't they. Oh, so they did the injury angle. They did the injury angle. They were going to do that. She was supposed to be... Well, she did, well yeah, they did it. Yeah. And then so, so the, and they were going to announce that she was hurt. She was going to hurt. She couldn't appear for the January 1st, and then she'll appear for the January 8th. Gotcha. So, it, so everyone gets what they want. They wanted her to do the, the, the indie date, because they AEW cares for the indies and stuff like that, right? Because right? that's, that's what they're built on. So they didn't want her to break that. You know, they signed her on with that date, so they were like, "All right, fine, right. we'll give you both. You'll you'll do the you'll win this, and then you'll come back for January 8th. Right? Okay. So that was the the whole plan, but AW social media guy, who mysteriously closed down his his personal Twitter account, which gives more credence to this right, theory. Right. Um, you know, he fucked up and just let loose. He just fucked up the whole angle and just told everyone, oh, she double booked, so she can't appear. She's going to appear in the next one. Yeah. So, so that, you know, that's the, the AEW problem is that, that horrible social media aspect. The, everything was set. They just, they, that guy who tweeted that shit out on their social media account fucked up. I mean, look, if that's true, I mean, I have no reason not to believe it. It's not... It I got sounds, my sources out of other people's sources, but, you know, they're my sources. It too. sounds <laughs> as, it sounds as wild enough to be true. Um, all right, we'll say that's true, okay? We'll, we'll, we'll go with that. What is? I mean, look at that. They worked that angle where she I got agree hurt. with that. I, honestly, if it was me, I wouldn't even have took the chance. If it was me, I wouldn't even have booked her for the show. And I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have booked her to be Britt Baker. I, I just wouldn't have... I wouldn't have left it to chance that something could screw up. Especially in the world of social media now, it's too easy to screw for something to get missed. It's too easy for somebody to tweet something out and just screw everything. Up. I wouldn't have booked her anyway. No, I think it's fine that they booked her. You know, you have her now. She's hot. Book her, dude. You know, push your their guys. It's just 
they, they, that guy fucked up. Someone fucked up. That's all it is. It's right. a mistake. Anything can happen. You just can't. You can't rest on your laurels just in case something might fuck up. You yeah, gotta do know, it. it's called er, it's called error on the side of caution. You can't do that every time. You gotta you gotta shoot the bullet when you need to shoot the bullet. You have Kristen's Chris. I keep calling Kristen. You have Chris Datlander. She's hot. You know, pull the plug. Pull the plug. You know, pull the trigger rather. Uh, yeah, it's, I just would have done it. Just to, I I would. I just would have done it. Like I would have said, you know what? She'll get her chance. Let's just you know. Let's just not not take the chance of something bad happening, like something going wrong, which happened. Yes, I realize hindsight is twenty twenty, but I want to take a chance. It was me. That's all. You, I mean, the wrestling business. That's what you gotta do is just take chances because you don't know what the fuck is gonna happen next. You know, anything can happen. I mean, you can book. Let's let's just let's put it to NXT. Like you can book Keith Lee to be champion next week. You know what? He could get shot. But, you know, injuries, forbid, I'm you know? not talking... I'm, I'm just saying, anything but, can no, no, happen. Injuries can happen, because injuries are unavoidable. Okay, but Keith but, Lee can tweet out, I no, no, hate no, white no. people. No, 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 and, no, no, And, you know what I'm saying? Or no, whatever. You're, no. You're, no, you're missing the point. Anything Injuries can happen. can happen. My point is, this was something that... She had that January 1st date with Barb Russell booked already. Hmm? Why book her on a second show that night? Even though you're going to write her out, I still wouldn't have done it. I forget the injury thing. Injuries can happen. I can score up anybody's dance. I mean, it's, it's will screw, screw, uh, screw shit up. But something like that, I just want to done it. I I'm saying, just, like, it, we mean something like that. It's just caution. Yeah, but you're, you're, you're booking somebody for a show for somebody who's booked for another show already. I get they did the, ang- the angle. That, the whole I thing get was planned, that. yeah. But I still want to done it, though. I still wouldn't have. That, it feels like you're playing with fire when you do stuff like that. Hoping. It's wrestling business. You gotta take risk. Yeah, but not not for like that. Of course, with for something like no, that. What no, else are you I, gonna do it for? Look, I I would have done it. That just seems like that's that they were playing with fire and they got burned. Something like that. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have done it. I just wouldn't have booked her in the main event match at just to have her. But that like them getting burned by fire had nothing to do with that booking. It was just this other guy on the side fucked up and posted a tweet. You know what I'm saying? The booking had nothing to do with it. The booking was going as it's supposed to be. Right. She was going to do the date here and then do the date there and then come back January 8th. And then, done. I wouldn't have had a... But this Brit- other guy on the side tweeted. I wouldn't have had a Brit- beat Britt Baker. I wouldn't. I was, you know... Because Britt... Because if, if they do the thing... We're going back to this. If they do the thing where, where rank where wins and losses matter, Britt Baker shouldn't have had to deal with the number one contenders match. She had the best record in the women's division. I would let Britt Baker get her title match in, get it out of the way, have Rio beat her, then we move on to Rio versus Chris Statlander. But, I mean, you're sitting on your laurels then. You know what I'm saying? Because Britt Baker's not the hot ticket. Christian Statlander is. But Britt Baker's still in the title match now. She's still in... But yeah, but now right you're getting back. a fatal four-way with all of them and in he, there. Speaking of which... So Nyla Rose is suspended for the rest of the year, right? Her first match back, first day of the new year, she's in a title match? That makes no sense. Why not? It's wrestling. Who cares? <sighs> That's, you're, 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 you're picking at that too much. <laughs> like, no, I, I, I didn't pick it. I just know, I'm like, like, <laughs> like, she's suspended for the year, and her first match back is a title match? Uh, also, okay. it, it's, 
everyone everyone's at the equal footing now too of the new year they were restarting everything with the new year yeah I know <laughs> and, they're, and they're resetting it once a year yeah so that's fine I mean we think it should be like half years or something it should be six months and I, I, I had a discussion with somebody about this and everybody film everybody's on both sides saying like oh one year is fine you know be like well like sports teams like well sports teams reset after every season I'm like yes but sports teams wrestle have six six games six months of the season that's it eight months max have a six month season and then in six months you reset I mean you gotta have title matches in between there of course but I'll just do every six months That that's what I would do yeah that's a small thing I don't care about that it, that's a small thing um you know what's funny about you I noticed what? when it comes to AW they can do no uh, I, can't, I can't that's bullshit after you can't say week, that shit anymore give me that pen so I can throw shit at you after you can't say last, that shit yeah but when it comes and to not even that last episode all the episodes I when there's a discrepancy I don't like I talk on it you do that shit with NXT where you don't fucking you just love NXT no like bullshit. they fucking perfect we're gonna talk about NXT in a minute too oh, really no no we talked about it privately what we talked about but um, I I I prefer I would prefer for AEW six months. I think that would be cool. Like six month season almost. I I I would like something like that. I think something like that would be kind of cool, where they, they just saying, break down stuff like the reason. I here's say, the heavyweight season. Here's the cruiserweight the season. Here's I the women's season or something. Let's like say Marty Scroll signed with AEW. Yeah. Let's say he signed with them in March. He does some indie dates. We'll say even April. We're four months in. Unless they, he goes on a massive winning streak, mm-hmm. there are going to be people that are going to have better records than him. So, Mark, is he get a title shot till 2021? Is he get a title shot before that? I mean... Well, one... That, would you want him, when, as soon as he comes in, just to have a title shot? No, or no. Would you want him what I'm saying is, if wins and losses matter, I know mm-hmm. it's wrestling. I, it's I wrestling. Get, it doesn't. Yeah. But, it really but, doesn't. Yeah, but here's the problem with AEW, though. I, I get it's wrestling. Yeah. But AEW is trying to push themselves as a real sport. Wins and losses matter. But then... They're really not. They're, 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 they're not, just saying... It's part of the story. No, like, no. Bullshit. Because they keep saying... How many times does Jim Ross say... He said that at least once every show. AEW, wins and losses matter here. Wins and losses a, matter It's here. a show. It's a work. He's part of that show. But He's not going to say the if opposite. You're, if you're going to kayfabe that wins and losses matter... Mm-hmm. They don't kayfabe booking that makes no that that contradicts that. They contradict themselves with the booking. Then okay, wins and losses matter. Okay, that's the kayfabe you're gonna use, right? Yeah. Okay, wins and losses matter, but we're gonna give Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara a tag title shot. But wins and losses matter, but they're not really a tag team. They've had a, they've never had a match together. Yep, we're still gonna give them a tag title shot though. You kayfabe, you're contradicting yourself in kayfabe. I, look, we'll do it one way or the other. If you want to do the wins losses matter, I'm cool with that. That's something different. But by them doing that and then saying, oh, we're going to give people title shots when we're ready, when we want to, then they're just doing what wrestling does. Then get rid of the wins and losses matter. No, because it doesn't, it's just a, it's a story option. It doesn't matter. It's just a story. It's just a part of the story. Then what they should do it is say, when it needed to matter. They should say wins and losses matter, but it's also title shots but they, 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 they should put a caveat in there wins and losses matter but title doesn't shots mean can be determined by the champions right. or something like that yeah yeah I'll agree to that they could throw that in there to appease 
people like you, I guess. They no, should not, throw that Yeah, in. but trust me, I'm not the only one that said, said this about the wins and losses. That's why I said people like you. <laughs> also, nobody would be kind of cool, too. Intellectuals, like myself, don't give a fuck. <laughs> I mean, it is like yourself. <laughs> what I would do, which would be kind of cool, too, to do, do wins and losses matter and strength of opponents. In other words, if Chris Jericho beats a jobber. What do you mean strength of opponent? Like. Like a video game type thing? Like. No. What's his overall? No, 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 no. <laughs> kind of. Let's say Chris Jericho. Let's say the move. Um, John Mox, the open show. He beat. He beat a jobber. Mm-hmm. That's a win for him, right? Yeah. If Chris Jericho goes out and beats Sammy Guevara, well, I'll use Sammy Guevara as an example. Mm-hmm. Chris Jericho's win should count more than Dean Ambrose's or John Moxley's because he beat a better opponent. Like it should be a strength of opponent thing too. Like John Moxley mm-hmm. could be eight and one. Before those wins are against jobbers, um, Kenny Omega could be eight and one, but seven of his wins are against real competition, and three of them are against jobbers. You know what I'm saying? It should be strength of. I your what you're, saying. you're you're getting way into the weeds with that. Yeah, so but the like, problem is when you start saying you don't need it, you don't need it. You you you're trying to make it more complicated than it is. It's not. <laughs> it's really not. It's really not. It's, it's, it, that's that's ridiculous. AEW like you want people to keep how strong a guy is or how no, powerful no. his ranking is and shit like right. that. Like, like yeah, that's determined by how many wins he gets. No. Like, you don't need anything else See, than that. You, you, you just said it. The strength of the win is based on the guy that you beat, where his ranking is. Yeah. So if if John Moxley's number one, he beats the number thirty, and he beats the guy at the bottom of the list. Mm-hmm. That win doesn't mean as much as Kenny Omega, who's the number two, but he beat the guy that's number eight. Like you, you can have that because they, when they, when the guys come out, they have total sket wins, yeah. tag. You can put that. You can put strength of strength of wins or ranking. Oh my god! Like no way! That's insane! That's too statistical, man! <laughs> no one's gonna deep dive into that shit too much. That's insane. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. I swear, if AEW starts doing that shit, um, we'd be like, fuck. <laughs> Anyway, so... And then, then I'll be into it. I'll be like, I'll, I'll have spreadsheets and everything. Like, look, look, see, see? Uh, um, yeah. AW may or may not be introduced. It's rumored uh, they're introducing an authority figure God. in possibly Taz. I don't mind it, uh, as long as they don't do it as a authority figure. AEW is going to change the world. It's never been done before. They're going to change the world. <laughs> you talk. Anyway, <laughs> look. No, I, if they do it in a, like a McMahon type shit, whatever. I, 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 I that'll be. I, I would hate that. But if they just bring it, a guy out just to just to be the be, guy it, calling the shot, it'll probably be like a Jack Tunney type of thing. Jack Tunney or uh, Regal type of thing. That's fine. Like just a guy who says, "All right, you are going to have a match with this guy." You know what I'm saying? Just you know, that's fine. But. What, right, I don't ask, need it. Let me ask you a question. What? Let's say they come out and make Taz that, the Vince McMahon type of guy. Well, now, that's Vince, the rumor is that it's going to be Taz. Yeah, no, I say, let's say it's Taz and he comes out that third, that heel authority figure. Mm-hmm. What are your feelings on it? I'm not going to like it at all. I mean, I'll see how it goes. If, if, they're, if, they, if they do it right, fine. But otherwise, if he's a WWE thing, I'm not going to be... I'm not going to shit on it. Because I'm not. That's not what I wanted from them. But if they're doing it good, you know what I'm saying? Then, it, like, like, like last week, I did not hate last week's episode. I actually liked last week's episode a lot. Or the week before. I'm lost. I'm lost in time. But the the 
actually like that episode a lot is just the, a lot of those little shits that they said they weren't going to do they did granted all of those little shits that they did they did 10 times better than anything on Raw and Smackdown right I mean your opinion right it was just a lot better you know I would still enjoy the show but it's not what they promised me and that's why why I'm like see, that's, getting pissed off see that's one of the problems that AEW is going to have they could they promise all these things to the fans. They're not. We're gonna do things differently. Yeah, which is great. That's cool. They're doing it. They, they want to change the world. That's great. But then they do stuff like they did last week. Okay, you wanted to change the world. Then you then you're doing this shit. The same shit WWE does. And then you and on top mm-hmm. of that, we're gonna bring in an authority figure. Okay, yeah. If if they do it right, it's great. It could why be. Do, why do it? The, the the authority. If they are bringing an authority figure, that's just a rumor. He could be coming in just to be commentator. He could be replacing. Well, I know he's doing commentary this week because yeah, Tony Schiavone's doing a college football game. Yeah, he's replacing Tony Schiavone this week. But um, if they do the authority thing, it could be because you know they're getting a lot of a lot of shit. Everyone's piling on them though because of the you know you know the no rules or whatever shit like that. So they may want to bring them in just to give the idea. Here's the rules. And this guy's gonna call the shots. And if he says it's this, then it's this. You gonna question him? Well, he'll suplex you or whatever the fuck he wants to do. He'll put you in a Taz mission, <laughs> um, or whatever. And that, that'll be fine. But I just, if he becomes overly like <laughs> twisting his mustache or whatever the fuck, and he's part of the Dark Order, he puts on a mask and shit. I'm like, ah, fuck. <laughs> no, it'll be it'll it'll be um NWO when Eric Bischoff. When yeah. Tried, it, yeah. 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 Oh my, can you imagine if he comes out and he's the leader of the Dark Order? He's the guy pulling the strings the whole time. <laughs> Frank's like, motherfucker. <laughs> like, NWO. Cancel, cancel YouTube Plus. YouTube, whatever. TV. <laughs> cancel it. Cancel it. I'll pay for my own then, bitch. <laughs> but that would, let me tell you, if they did if they did that, if they, if that's the angle they went in with the, with the, with the Dark Order, mm-hmm. they would lose a lot of fans, I think. I think like a lot of people would tune out. because. It, well, I think the Dark Order, I think... Well, she heard Jim, Stor- Jim Ross came out to the whole angle and the show with the Dark Order. He called, like, I forgot the word he used. He said drizzle shit. shit. Drizzle, drizzle shit. Drizzle shit, yeah. I mean, I mean, he's not wrong. No, he's not wrong, but I think he's just playing the, the you know, the, the role that everyone's playing. I think, I think with him saying that, with everyone else saying it, I think AEW is known for pressing the pause button and retooling. They did it with the Dark Order before. I think they yeah, just pulled the trigger on Dark Order too soon before they're retooling, whatever. Yeah, but how many times can you keep retooling the same faction? Well, well it's a new it's a new thing. They did it once. Okay, they did... All right, man, the question. They, they debuted the Dark Order. Mm-hmm. They realized that it wasn't over with the fans. Okay. They retooled it. Fine. Now, what they're doing now is not over again. They're going to retool it again. So, they're going to keep retooling stuff until they get it right? Well, that's how you do it. Like you just keep it if no one likes it, do you just keep it? Yeah, but the problem is, mate. But you at, like at what point do you just cut? At what point do you just cut the cut the core and go? You know what? Maybe this is not gonna work out with them at all. Or they're just gonna because they're friends with the Bucks, they're gonna keep giving them a chance after chance after chance. Well, here's the this thing: is nothing, this is nothing against AEW or Cody. Yeah. It's a general question at this point. How many chances? Because if they're close with management. How many chances do they get? I don't know that. I mean, you're asking a management question. I'm like, saying, I don't know. How many chances would you give your friends? I don't know. <laughs> like that's no, a weird saying, thing. Right. But um, but the thing is with them though, at least they're actually good wrestlers. 
pretty, really good wrestlers. You know? And, and they, they can pull off a gimmick. It's just that I feel like they pulled the trigger on this too soon and they yeah. went a different, weird direction than what we thought they were going to go. See, what, what they should have did? They should have kept... First of all, I think they, the angle started going the wrong way and I started doing the, the hidden camera in the hotel room and crap. We, we talked about it. But that. they did it once and I was like, mm, let me see what they're going to do next week. And then they did that thing next week. I, I would have ah! got rid of those yeah. and I would have had them debut their new gimmick on TV January 1st. The first show of the new year. I mean, I would it up a little bit more. Yeah, I guess. I mean, introduce it slowly or do like right. do something like where their tag team, I guess, another tag team, and then the other tag team apparently member is one of them is part of the Dark Order in turn, or some shit like that, you know, just to show that we're anywhere you want us to be. Right. That's what I thought they were gonna do. That's what they were sh- like, kind of promoting with those other videos before, and then they did this thing. But anyway, um, yeah, no, you don't want to talk about it. I mean, how many? How long are we gonna go on? Nah, I, I mean, it's, you got more to say? No. I don't. Um, it's not the Paul on AEW show. <laughs> no, we're not. I know you like to do that. No, I'm not. Yeah, you do. <laughs> look, I want if they're gonna look if they, like you like you call it NXT for all the crap they do wrong. I'm gonna call it AEW. We all right. Let's get to, speaking of NXT. Yeah, I can't remember what you were talking about. Yeah, um, Marvel. Oh, what? so NXT was actually a tape show this week. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was okay. actually a tape show because NXT is on a two week break. WWE for no, the their talent's on a two week break. Yeah. So this week was a tape show. Part of it was taped either before or after NXT, the live NXT, and part of it was taped on Smack after yeah. SmackDown. You guys beat us again. Oh, shut up. Over eight hundred thousand to zero. I, mean, I will say this though. All the demos for a tape. All the demos for a tape for a tape show. <laughs> Where the results were online a week ago, doing almost nine hundred thousand is not a bad number, considering it was a tape show. Yeah, but nothing to go against it though. No, yeah, I agree. And it's slow week. Everyone's home. Everyone's yeah. on vacation and shit like that. So, so anyway, still so a great number though. That's, yeah. The opening match was Roderick Strong and Austin Theory. Austin Theory for the NXT North America belt. Phenomenal match. It was really good. Uh, Austin Theory came. He, he's great. So the commentary team was, Ni- was Nigel McGinnis and Morrow. Yeah. So yeah, just both of them. And I'm watching it, and I'm like, you know what? Morrow, it wasn't bad. No. Like, Morrow was over, I mean, he still said his little quips here and there, which he does, but it wasn't bad. And you said the same thing. No, yeah, it was, it was actually great. This was the usual Morrow that I used to remember from before. He was having conversations and shit like that with, Do you? excuse me, with um, Nigel and shit. Do you think it's because it was only a two-man booth? No. Do you think that had something to do with it? No. I, I, I think it was because they knew it wasn't live. Like, it it was a recording show. I mean, they were there and all, but they knew this was just a holiday episode. It was just going to be whatever stuff. There was no pressure here. And I think that's the issue with those other episodes, is that there's pressure. You know, they I think they're on Marvel, like, push, 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 or whatever the fuck they do. And then... Because... Because Morrow, Nigel, and Percy Watson. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Percy Watson. Yeah. I always say Jackson. I wanted to make sure I got it right. This okay. Uh, Percy Watson. They were great. They're, towards the end of their run together, they they got it down. They had like a, a good chemistry. Those three, you know, Morrow, uh, Nigel, and, and Percy. They had a great chemistry, and I liked them together. You know, especially at takeovers, they were really great together. Um, they knew how to respond to each other and everything. 
So I don't think it's the three man booth. I think it helps to just have two. I think it's much better. Um, but I just think it was just the pressure was just taken off for that. Maybe for that episode, it was just there was just the one this need to scream and have every match be like this. Oh my god, Mama Mia, yeah, or whatever the fuck. He does. But I think that I'm not a fan of a three man booth. I never was, and even this felt more comfortable. Mm. It felt more intimate. Just Nigel McGuinness and Morrow. Yeah. And I hope WWE, they're not going to, obviously. But I would love them to get away from the three-man booth. At least for NXT. I can give a shit about SmackDown. I can give a shit. <laughs> but for NXT, I would like the two-man booth. Yeah. That's my that's my New Year's wish. It's yeah. not going to happen. Yeah. I mean, but, yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I just, I, I would like for him to just stop yelling. <laughs> That's your new English. Yeah. All right, so let's get to some yelling over people. Mama Mia, Frankie. <laughs> um, um, let's go. Let's go do some. some Wrestle Kingdom, real quick. Hey, yeah, I told, I told you. Real quick, I'm, I'm just gonna run through some matches and shit like that. Um, Wrestle Kingdom this year is two nights. It's gonna be January fourth and fifth. How do you feel about that? Is that a one night? That's fine. It's great. It's a great idea. I thought I remember we talked about years ago. I had an idea that they should have did that with Rus- uh, WrestleMania. Like it should be two nights, especially when they had those the those complete brand splits. You just right. have one Raw WrestleMania, one SmackDown WrestleMania. You know what I'm saying? So having eight hour WrestleManias, you can have like a good five hour WrestleMania on one night, another five hour WrestleMania on the next night. You know, and, and sell out both nights because it's WrestleFuckingMania. Yeah. You know, I think it's a good idea. Um, and also this is also the first year that we're Stardom's gonna be part of it um, and I don't know if this is the order of the matches it might be uh, but the one of the matches is gonna be a Stardom match which is Mio Mayu uh, Iwatanani Iwatani who's also part of AEW and Arisa Hoshiski Versus Kila and Hana Kimura uh, in a tag match. You know, so that's gonna be cool. That's gonna be great. Because uh, I, I love Stardom. I've been catching up on Stardom uh, and the, the Joshi wrestling stuff. Like that. So that, that's gonna be good. Uh, next pre, yeah. So I think that is the first match because that's the dark match. Uh, next two are gonna be the pre-show matches. It's gonna be Great Bash Heel, which is uh, Tomoko Hom- Tamaki Homa. Hanma, uh, Togi Makabe, and uh, Yua Yumara, and Yoda Tsushi. Oh, fuck. I, I can't okay. say these names. <laughs> Versus Toru Hanari, Alex Coughlin, uh, Clark Connors, and Carl Fredericks. You can tell which ones are the Japanese team. <laughs> is it? Oh, this is basically, it looks like it's going to be, um, like, I guess the Young Lions from one team versus the Young Lions from the other team. From yeah. US and the Japan. Okay. And then the other pre show is going to be Tenkozy, which is Hiroshi uh, Tenzin and Satoshi Kojima versus Yuji Nagata and Wanabu Nakaneshi. Nakanishi. Uh, sure, it's going to be fine. Um, next one is one of the ones I'm looking forward to is Jushin. This is the first match, possibly the first match of the, of the night. It's going to be Jushin Thunder Liger 
with Satsu uh, Fujinami and the Great Sasuke and uh, Tiger Mask with El Samurai. So he's, El Samurai is going to be there, I guess, as a as a second. Versus uh, Naoki Sano, uh, Shinojiro Atoni, and Tatsuhito Takawa, and uh, Ryusuke Taguchi uh, with Kana, uh, Kobayashi. You know, is this, is this Jushin's last match, or is it... It's his uh, first to... Second to last match. Second to last match, yeah. Uh, the next night will be his last match. Um... So that's gonna be a great match, Thunder Liger. It's gonna be, it's gonna be, that's gonna be your history right there. Okay. Uh, his last matches. Um, next one is gonna be Los Ingabadames de Japón, uh, which is gonna have Evo and Sonata, Shingo and Bushi versus uh, Suzuki Goon, which is Minoru Suzuki, uh, Taichi, Zack Saber Jr. and El Desperado in an eight-man tag match. Whatever. I'm sure that'll be fine and all, but I was just hoping for Sonata to have a, a singles here somewhere. Or even Minoru Suzuki doesn't have a singles here, so I was, whatever. Uh, next one we have Chaos, which is Hiroki Goto, Tomorio Ishii, uh, Toriyano, and Yoshihashi versus Bullet Club, which is Bad Luck Fale, Chase Owens, Kenta, and Yojiro uh, Takahashi. You, did you say my last name? Yojiro, no. Go back. Who's fighting Bullet Club? Uh, Chaos, which is Horoki go to Tomorio. You probably saw it. Yeah, Tomorio no. Ishii. Okay. And Toriano. Oh, Toriano. Toriano. Toro Yano. There you go. Uh, Toriano. Another eight man, which is fine. Again, I was hoping for Ishii to have a singles match here and shit like that. It's not happening. Uh, Gorilla's the next match is Gorilla's Destiny. Versus uh, Finn Juice, which is Finn uh, David Finley, who's uh, and Juice Robinson, who won the the tag league match. Right, right. Uh, and they're going for the IWGP tag uh, belts against the Grills Density uh, Destiny, who have the belts. Uh, I I say Destiny. I say Doug. Yeah, I yeah, say yeah. God takes it. Um. Next match, we have Lance Archer versus John Moxley in a Texas death match for the IWGP United States Championship. Um, that This is going to be crazy. Lance Archer is awesome. He, he, he made a complete uh, rework of himself in the G1. Um, so this is going to be a crazy, this is going to be a hard-hitting match. Um, I say Lance takes it. I think this is when Moxley's like, finally, because he, he, he didn't get to lose the title he had to rel- relinquish it because he couldn't get into right, Japan because right, right. the, there was a storm so so I think here is where he finally loses and then he doesn't have to go for that title anymore next match is a match I've, I'm also looking forward to is Will Ospreay versus Hiromi Takahashi Takahashi's been out for over a year due to a neck injury where due to a broken neck he broke his neck uh uh, Dragon Lee broke his neck with doing the Phoenix pin thing. Uh, so it was great to see him back. He actually wrestled before this, which kind of pissed me off. I was hoping this would be his first match back. But they kind of blew that optic, I guess. Uh, but it's, this is a singles title for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Uh, I say Osprey takes this. 
I don't think he's ready to lose it just yet. Uh, Jay White versus next match is Jay White versus Tetsuo Naito. This is a dual main event, I guess you call it. There for these two nights, they're also doing this mini tournament, Gold Dash tournament. Okay. So you got because they all want to be dual champions. Every, all four of these guys in the next two matches here. So you got the IWGP Intercontinental Championship, and then you have the, the IWGP Heavyweight Champion. They all want both titles. So you got Jay White, who has the title, versus Tetsuo Naito for the, the Intercontinental. Okay. Whoever wins that faces the winner of the next match of Okada and Kota Ibushi on the next night. All right. For the for the titles, so it'll be title for title the next night. Uh, so yeah, so I say Tetsuya Naito wins against Jay White, and I say Okada beats Ibushi in this first night. And then the next night, so a bunch of other matches. Let's go through this real quick. Pre-shows, most violent players: Doga Makabe, Yoi Shiani, blah blah blah. I don't care. I don't care. Jushin Thunder Liger. And uh, Naoki Sano with some other guy. And okay, cool. Is <laughs> in a tag team against Rio Lee, which is Dragon Lee, and Hiromo Takahashi. That's going to be awesome. Bullet Club versus uh, Rapongi 3K for the junior tag belts. Awesome. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. versus Sonata. Sonata does have a so who, 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 who are the junior tag champs? Oh, Bullet Club. Taiji Ishimori and uh, El Fantasma. Okay. Uh, I say Rapongi is going to take it. Again, uh, Zack Saber Jr., uh, who's the British Heavyweight Championship versus Sonata. I say Sonata takes it because um, it's for the British Heavyweight Champion, the the ref for whatever. Uh, to be determined versus Juice Robinson. Oh, that's right. Uh, the winner between Lance Archer and John Moxley gets fight Juice Robinson. Gets fights to Juice Robinson in the next match. Um, so. So I, I I'm changing my 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 vote then. I think John Moxley wins it the first night. That way he gets that match with Juice, right. and then loses to Juice and gives him the push. Uh, then we have Kenta, who's the Never Open Weight Championship versus Hiroki Goto. I am pissed off about this match. It wasn't supposed to be Goto. It was supposed to be Shibata. They they gave us that that whole thing in the beginning. Where Shibata was coming back and shit like that. We thought he was coming back, but it's not Shibata. It's Shibata's friend who's going to fight for Shibata. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? It's going to be a great match because Goto is great, but uh, that pissed me off. And then uh, then you have the the Okada versus... Who I think is probably going to be Okada versus Naito for the, the dual championships. Then you also have Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Jericho in a singles match. Uh, and there's a step where if Hiroshi Tanahashi wins, he gets to go for the AEW title. Um, which is interesting. So either he loses to Jericho here, or he wins. Well, that's how, that's how OG works. Somebody wins, somebody loses. I know, but that's... It would be awesome cross promotion there. Like, so I said, I'm gonna say Hiroshi Tanahashi's gonna win, and then he's gonna appear at some future AEW show for against Jericho or whoever. And then 
the gold dash. Great radio. I don't know. They put this weird match here. Anyway, so yeah, so those are the matches. That's the card. Now, when does it start? January fourth and January fifth. It's like three in the morning or something, right? It's not like it'll be- yeah, but it's in Japan, so it's Friday and Saturday, I believe. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I won't be watching. I'll be work. I'll have to get up too early. I mean, I'll watch it when it's when it's available. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not gonna be able to watch. That Friday is gonna be already aired for us while I'm at work. So yeah, maybe I'll watch it the Saturday one, but and then I'll be very tired when I come down here to record. <laughs> but uh, when what Friday to Saturday? Yeah, because Friday is gonna be one of them. And Thursday to Friday, and Friday to Saturday. Yeah, so maybe I'll watch that Friday and Saturday one. Um, or you can just come down here Saturday and we're watching the beginning together. Oh yeah, maybe yeah. Uh, so that's gonna be cool. It's gonna be cool to see Liger's last matches. Yeah. Um, let's wrap it up this week. Next week we'll go over our matches, our matches, the rest of the year and the decade. No, no, we're gonna do the year. We're not gonna do the decade. Let's do the year now, real quick. All right. Um, we're not gonna do the decade because technically, I just thought about it. Uh, this the the decade includes twenty twenty. It's not the decade's not over until twenty twenty is over. So no, no, no. Yes, that's how it goes. Decade is ten years. Yeah, so it's two thousand one. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I'm amazed that you could count your fingers. <laughs> no, 2000 is the beginning of the decade. No, 2001 is the beginning of the decade. No, 2000. No, 2001. Then why is everybody going and end the decade stuff? Because it's, it's wrong. It allows. So everybody's it, wrong and you're right. Yes. No. Yes. Next year we're doing the end of the decade stuff next year. Next week. Like At the, no, the end of the year. Because. No. To, they have until the end of 2020 to get all their matches no. in. We're doing we're doing it at the end of the next week because it should be the end of because we're going into the 20s now. Should be this the, the it should be 20, 11 to 19. Should be 21 to to 20. No. To 20 to 29. No. Next week we're doing decade. We're doing it next week. But it doesn't. That doesn't. That's how we're doing it. It doesn't fit though. It does. But 2020 just started. No, it's gonna so be you were just up 2000 until 2019? 2000 to 2019. That's a decade. Because 1990, up till 1999 was the 90s. 2000 started the 2000s. Right? Yeah. The 2000 to 2010, 9 was 10 years. Right? 2010 to 2000. 2000 to 2009 was 10 years, right? Yeah. So 2010 to 2019 is 10 years. It's 10 years. But we're talking about 2001. No. It's 10 years. Two, well, we're talking about 2011. No. no. So look, the year 2000, the year 2009 is 10 years, right? That's a decade, it's 10 years. The right? year what? The year 2000. Yeah. To the year 2009 is 10 years. So we're doing. So we're doing 2011? We're doing 2010 to 2019. Yeah, that, that's a decade. <coughs> that's a decade. That's 10 years. But should, like, shouldn't no. 2020 no. be part of that? No, 2020 is part of the next decade. The decade starts when it, when it, when it hits zero. Does it, though? Yeah. 2000, the, uh, 2009 is 10 years. Right? Maybe. Let me check. I may ask Google. Oh my god. When do decades begin? 
See, this wait, is, wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait. my God. Begin when the year count takes over from a year ending with nine. Thank to you. To a year ending with zero. Thank you. So it's so it'll be the no ninety nine to twenty no two thousand two thousand to two thousand nine is a decade. No, the so according to, to this, let me read it. Let me according read it, to this, let me read it myself. According to that, hush. No, no hush. Carries of ten <laughs> years, beginning when a year count ticks over from a year ending with nine to zero. So. New Year's Day, nineteen eighty, marked the beginning of the eighties. Nineteen ninety marked the beginning. No, you're wrong. Am I wrong? Does a decade end twenty or twenty one? There's actually a legit question here. Okay, we end the decade. Do we wait till twenty one? In other words, a decade. At first glance, it looks like, I can't believe we're doing the show. This fucking show. <laughs> I'm gonna read the whole article. Give me a second. Hold on. I want to get to it. Okay. Technically, we're both right. <laughs> Technically, we're both right. So, but we're going to do... how The jury's still on the state, uh, the name of the time span from 2000 to 2009. Suggestions are bound, ranging from the teens, the teenies, or the teensies, to the teens. What? what the fuck? What article are you reading? Give me that. Just read it right there. Look, for us, we're going to do 2010 to 2019. That's going to be our decade. But it's wrong. That's well, how, whatever. But that's how we're doing it, though. <laughs> but for today, our year end special. All right, we'll blow through it real quick because we're, we're over an hour into this already. All right. Um, All right. So, what I was actually, your match of the year? Hold on. Hold on one second. I got something. See, I wrote my shit down already. See, see, I, I'm prepared. <laughs> I actually have a. You know, hold on. You don't got shit. Wrestler, this is from CBS. CBS had their own. Oh, I know why you did this, you motherfucker. No. What are you, what are you talking about? Because AEW guys, like, there's like four AEW guys on our list. Is it? Yep. No, yep. there isn't. Yeah, there was another list that came out. There was like four AEW guys. And I know the Lucha Brothers are here and the Rookie of the Year, maybe, but. Okay, good. No, I'm not going through their list. I'm just, I'm using their list as a guideline. Okay. So. Well, I don't want your top 10. Just give me your wrestler. Yeah, no, no, one, no, yeah, yeah. one wrestler of the year. What is your wrestler of the year? I'm. I have two guys I'm torn between. I have a couple guys. I want to go Chris Jericho because he did win the AW Championship as much as whatever. I want to say Adam Cole because he did win the NXT and he's ending the year as the NXT champion. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to say Johnny Gargano. There's a few guys I wanted to go with. I wanted to go with either Gargano, Jericho. I actually wanted to go Pete Dunne because he because he had a pretty strong year. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm probably gonna go with Adam Cole, cause he, cause he had WrestleMania weekend and Survivor. He had a great weekend. Like he, like what was that weekend Survivor Series weekend? He wrestled like four matches in four nights. Yeah, with a broken wrist. Right. So I'm probably gonna go with Adam Cole. Hard ass matches. Hell yeah. So I'm probably gonna go with Adam Cole as my wrestler of the year. Not a bad choice. But my, if I had to go top five, which I, t- which I just said I wasn't going to do, <laughs> it'd probably be Adam Cole, Chris Jericho, Johnny Gargano, um, Pete Dunne, maybe AJ Styles. What? Maybe. AJ Styles? Not me. Not what the AJ. hell did he do? Um, maybe Okada as my fifth. Because he did win the IWGP belt at, at the Garden. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was a great moment actually. Yeah. If Marty Skrull had won the Ring of Honor title at the Garden, he'd be he'd be on that list. Yeah. All right, so that's my top five. My wrestler of the year will go to John Cena. You're an idiot. I'm joking. No, actually, I gave it to Jericho. I mean, he. I knew you were gonna give it to Jericho. I should I should have wrote it down. I mean, it was it was great. I mean, he did a great year. He. And he sac- I mean, I'm not saying sacrificed a lot, but he did sacrifice a lot by going to AEW. And the company right now is just built on his shoulders right now. Not completely, of course. I mean, there's other people there that are doing great, but he's push putting putting everyone over in that company. You know what I'm saying? Whatever people, whenever they do like a little program with someone like Darby Allen or Jungle Boy or whatever, they are getting over even though they lose or whatever. They get over just by being in the Jericho presence. You know what I'm saying? Um, Jericho, whenever Jericho has left WWE before and, and for a long time and then came back, and whenever he came back to WWE, he was always in that main event. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or the main event picture. Or if he wasn't in the main event picture, whatever story he was in was the, the most interesting thing that was going on in WWE, right? And he leaves that company... Knowing that if he just came back, he would just put he'll be put in another main event spot. You know what I'm saying? And also, you gotta consider the fact him signing with AW like cuts out anybody like any WWE wrestlers to go on his show. You know what I'm saying? Like he's not gonna get any WWE wrestlers to go on the show unless they quit WWE. You know what I'm saying? That's those are big gets WWE wrestlers to be to interview on his show. So he cut that out of his show. And then, and then he's doing this, this fucking bang up promos and pushing people over. And then, it, 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 it was just perfect for them to pull the trigger on Jericho and making him the champion. I just, I just thought that just made more sense because you have him, and he's he's forty nine going into fifty. You pull that trigger now, and they did it perfectly, and he did it perfectly. And it, mm-hmm. I mean, t- name it, I mean he's. And when we talk about our decades, he's going to be one of those wrestlers up there, too. Might be the one for me on top. Because he, who, throughout the decade, can recreate himself as many times as he did and be on top? You know? we'll, we'll talk about that next week. I mean, Wrestle Kingdoms and shit like that? Like, come on. We'll talk, um, about, that. We'll talk about that next week. For the top five um, of the year, uh, Jericho, for sure. Okay. He's number one. Did you do a five after? I did f- I have five including um, Adam Cole. So you had six in total? No, or five. In, okay. Adam Cole was one of the five. Okay. So four after Adam Cole. So after that, I would say Moxley. You don't, have, you don't have to do five. I mean, I, I'm just going to throw it out there. I, I would say Moxley is like number five, like hanging on at number five. Because um, he had a great year. Um, and he's fucking... Like he's 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 omnipresent. Like he, wherever he goes, he's like a main event. Guy goes to New Japan and just gets to be be part of the G one and shit like that. That was awesome. Um, Will Osprey had a great year. He was awesome. Um, and I'll talk more about him later. Uh, that's two. That's three. So I will go with. Devlin had a great year. Right. Jordan Devlin, uh, primarily just on the matches alone. His, uh, his some of his stuff. We'll talk about him more with match of the year stuff too. Um, 
And uh, one more to top it off, I will say. Your radio, your your your, your podcasting thing is not broken. <laughs> it's not. I'll I'll go Adam Cole. All right. All right. Your tag team of the year. Tag team of the year. Wait, wait. I have my list. Oh, they don't have tag team of the year on this. Oh, yes, they do. Okay. All right, let's go for it. I will say. Um, Mm, that's a good question. I'm gonna say the Young Bucks. Um, oh, I would go either for me the Young Bucks or Undisputed. They had a pretty good year. They had a great year. Yeah. I mean, they, they won the tag belts. They won the NXT tag belts twice. I, I don't think like if you put them over Young Bucks, I don't think you would be wrong in your own right. Right. I think they did have a great year. So, either either option of the. Even like even New Day had a pretty good t- year as a tag team. Yeah, I mean considering you know there'll be not much competition there, but you know, and they they're put over at the top guys because because of who they are. Yeah, but probably either either undisputed or Young Bucks. Yeah, I mean th- this question is actually very hard because it hasn't been a great year for tag wrestling. Yeah, no, it hasn't. You know, like besides these teams, name others, right? Like Lucha Brothers. No, they're great and all, but um, no, you think name other tag like, teams that had good years? Yeah, Gucci, girls of destiny, okay, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Mm, yeah, you know, the problem is tag team wrestling is not what it used to be. There aren't that many long lasting tag teams anymore. I mean, WWF for the, they're the a culprit of this. They don't they don't use regular tag teams. Like you know, they'll put guys together yeah. and make them a tag team. The best tag team they have, WWE, is probably Revival, and they use like crap on the main roster, which is, pr- and you can prove it by their match against Undisputed right, uh, right before right for Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. That's one of my match. That's a, that's one of my matches of the year. Mm-hmm. That match was phenomenal. It showed how good the Revival is. I wish Revival were back in the NXT. No, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, that was great, man. So, um, what's your female wrestler? This can be one because I'm not. Again, this is not going to get long winded. What is your female wrestler of the year? Female wrestler of the year? That's even harder. Uh, not for me. I, I, I go with uh, Mayo Ito um, Iwatani. Uh, she's uh, Joshi. She's from Stardom. Um, we're going beyond the AW NXT stuff, right? Huh? We're going beyond the NXT. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I'm not only could I know, I don't really watch that. It's, uh, yeah, it's normally stuff. I think you are branching out, starting to. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But yeah. This is, your wheelhouse is going to be right now AW, NXT, maybe an NWA type stuff. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm going with Mayu uh, Iwatani for my favorite female wrestler of the year. Um, for me, probably go Becky Lynch. Yeah. She had a pretty good year. I mean, like, not a great, she had a great year. So. Like, yeah, yeah, she was, yeah, she had a great year. She was the man, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, she, so that, 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 um, I think they kind of played out a little bit though. The man thing. I mean, they, that's, they, it was good. It started good. They dropped the ball with her. They dropped the ball when they started pinching her to into like Seth, so Seth can get off some of her heat. Right. So I was like, you, you, I was so pissed. If they didn't do that, she would be fine. Yeah. Anyway, um, don't get me angry. Give me a couple. <laughs> give me a couple of your matches of the years of the year. Oof, oof. Well, I'm so gonna give many. you. My, I'm gonna. I'll tell you. What, I wrote some down. Just the only one I wrote down. Yeah. How's that sound? All right. 
I have nothing from New Japan or anything to go with, so I know the um some of the Wrestle Kingdom stuff would definitely be in it. So, um, revival. I, I talked about revival undisputed, mm-hmm. right before the Survivor Series. Great match. Um, the match that we were live to see Jay White and Okada yeah. at the at the G One. That was a great match. Yeah. Um, Johnny Gargano, Adam Cole take over New York. The trip to two and three falls. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was this year. Yeah. Twenty nineteen. Wow. Yeah. Um, Walter and Tyler Bate at TakeOver Cardiff when when Walter retained against Tyler Bate. Great match. Um, Cody Dustin at AEW. Double or nothing? Double That was amazing. It was oh a great God, yeah. match. Not the match itself. The match itself was good. serviceable. Good. It, yeah. was, it was good. More than serviceable. But it was yeah. more emotional. It was emotional. I remember I was like, you and me were here like, fucking tearing up over it. Yeah. Yeah. It was very emotional because you could see the passion there. Yeah. And the last one for me, um, Walter Pete Dunn, a takeover in New York when Walter won the title. Ended Pete Dunn's historic title. Game. That was a great match, too. And they, they swerved me on that one. They, dude, I Because th- remember, we talked about it. They they were cert- they were building the idea that he's he's a submission guy now. He can't put people down with the... the um, bitter end. Bitter end anymore. It, it can't do it. They always kick out. And when they kick out, that's when he grabs their fingers, breaks the fingers, and it keeps pulling down until, on the fingers. Until they have to give up. Until they, 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 they give up. And that's how he was going to beat Walter. We all knew it. I knew it. I was like, that's how he's going to beat him. That's how he's going to beat him. Obviously. And they built to that scene. Yeah. But Walter powered out and then did his shit and then won. I was like, you fuckers. See? <laughs> Swerve. As, as cool as it was, because I, want, I wanted to see Walter, I wanted to see Pete Dunne on NXT proper. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see him win the NXT championship. But I said it before the match. I, I put a post on Facebook. If Walter doesn't beat Pete Dunne, nobody's beating Pete Dunne. Like, they built Walter up as the guy to beat him. Yes. If they don't pull the... If they he doesn't beat Pete Dunne, nobody's beating him. Nobody's good enough to beat him. <laughs> I mean, Tyler, he, Tyler Bay tried, and he defended that title everywhere. When Pete Dunne was the UK champion... I feel like I mean Walter's a good champion, but I feel like Pete Dunne was a better champion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, I kind of feel like the Walter's getting that kind of WWE type of push. Yeah, where he should be a monster. Should be, but he he's going out there selling for people and, and he has, he that, and he has, and he's part of a faction. Yeah, I don't mind the faction. The faction. No, I'm he, saying it, but he feels like they're kind of protecting him a little bit. Yeah, but the faction thing, it's 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 just a watered down version of his ring comp faction that right. he had before in, in the indies and shit like that so I don't mind that it's just that if you're gonna if you like like when he was the first one to take the L in the, the Survivor Series shit you know and I was like yeah I mean how do you yeah I mean we saw that like and when he got when he came out he got the, one of the biggest pops of the night yeah I think I think Vince saw the pop and like yeah I can't have him win this <laughs> he just looked at you like yeah I can't have this guy winning this I just think it's, it was probably like he didn't even know who the fuck that guy was. He's like, this guy works for me. Let's put it because who watches UK? I don't even think you, Vince knows he has a UK division. Yeah, but... I'm joking. But. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> but yeah, but... I mean, what I said originally. Yeah, Pete Dunne's title reign is de- so far, anyway, mm-hmm. has definitely been more impressive. And for nothing, no other reason, he has more competition. I mean, when he was UK champion, look at all the people he had to deal with. All people had to defend the belt against. 
yeah. Tyler Bate, who his band is stable mate in British Strong Style. Obsession, yeah. That's who he had to beat for that title, and he had to beat him in a rematch. Yeah, it was a great match. And he defended. He he defended on. He did indie dates. I mean, quote unquote indie dates. Right. WWE had to prove him, of course. Yeah. But he he wrestled outside of WWE. I don't think Walter's doing that. He might be. I don't know. No, he is. I mean, I don't know if he's defending the belt, but he is wrestling. Like he's doing. He did OTT. Yeah, but I don't like think he's, see, at least Pete Dunne was defending the belt, which I, I love. Yeah, I don't know if he is. I don't know. I I, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's a good question. I should look Walter, like yeah. I forgot Walter was UK champion. Yeah. I honestly forgot. Oh, speaking of, oh, speaking of, you know they're doing the Worlds Collide thing. Yeah. The main event is Imperium against Undisputed Era. Okay. Which is kind of cool. It sounds yeah, that's going to be great actually because uh, Imperium has. Some great fucking wrestler, my favorite wrestler. Yeah, in there. And <laughs> who knew Alexander Wolf was that good? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? But yeah, but that should be a great main event. Yeah. And they're also setting up. They're gonna have a lot of matches. So, I mean, because you know, we talked about NXT is gonna be a, is gonna be a takeover is gonna be a Sunday night pay per view again. So I guess every WrestleMania weekend they're gonna have a big four weekend. They're gonna have one of these worlds collide type of shows. Oh really? I think they, maybe not this show a world's collide yeah. but I think they can do something every Wrestlemania weekend oh okay so alright what's call for the year what the fuck I don't get to do my favorite matches no you said you, you said you didn't have any so no know. I had so many I said oh I can say I can name a few go for it right. I thought I thought you said you didn't have any I'm sorry, I apologize I no, no, you no, didn't no, have no, any. no uh Walter versus Devlin speaking of Walter's outside right. dates um this was OTT I believe that was a great match. Was that before Walter won the championship or after? Uh, after. It okay. was after. Um, Devlin versus Star, one and two. Both amazing. Two. At, which was at the fifth year. Fifth anniversary special for OTT, which was amazing. Um, and they had great promos for that shit. You know, like those movie-style trailer promos. Um, Pac versus KZ and Dragon Gate was an amazing match. Uh, this was when Pac was their champion. Um, Tanahashi versus Omega at Wrestle Kingdom. Okay. Of this January of this year, um, that was a great match, and it showed because Omega was the champion at the time, and he lost it to Tanahashi. Tanahashi was that that old guy in the company that you know the John Cena trying to prove that he can still you know run with the young guys, and he did, and he beat him. You know. Uh, Jericho and Darby Allen, uh, I thought it was a great match. It's, I wouldn't put it on the short list, but it's on the long list uh, for match of the year. Uh, but my the match of my year, I, I, I give it to Osprey and Shingo Takagi okay. at um, Battle of the Super Juniors. Uh, I showed you that match when you came up that right. one night. It's a fucking amazing match. I didn't say my match of the year, did I? I said a bunch of matches. You said a bunch of matches. You didn't say which one. Um, probably Gargano Cole take over New York. Yeah, that was a good one. That yeah, probably my match of the year. Though I would, I could put War Games. In it was CBS's too. match of the year too. Huh? It was CBS's match of the year. Oh, too. Gargano Cole, cool. Yeah. Um, moment of the year. Oh fuck, that's hard. Pro- oh wow. Um. Hmm. That moment with can those, I can I say one? Get the the end of Cody and Dustin. I was gonna say that. Yeah. Well, very emotional. I was gonna the, say the, that. Was that all in? 
Yeah. Or double no, nothing. double nothing. Double nothing. Yeah, double nothing was probably one of my my favorite pay per view of the year. Um, it was good. Yeah. Um, probably that, and I think Okada winning moment or angle. What's a, what's a moment? Yeah. And Okada winning the IWGP at the Garden because we were just, we were there. Yeah. It felt kind of like we were in that moment. It would have been special if they weren't trying to rush us out and we could have had the, the Okada Bucks yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. raining down on us, but we didn't have it. And I, <laughs> again, I'll say if, if Marty had won the Ring of Honor Championship, the building would have, they would have blew the roof off the building. Because mm-hmm. he was so over that night. We yeah. saw how much he got cheered. They, they didn't pull the trigger on that, and I think that's something they're going to regret. Yeah, probably either the end of Cody Dustin or Okada winning the championship. Rookie of the year. Now, when you say rookie, it's not a first-year wrestler. Because a lot of wrestlers go... First year to the company. <sighs> Regardless of the company. It would be AEW or NXT um, or WWE, whatever. I'm going to go with Angel Garza. That match with Leo Rush. When not he, a bad pick. When he beat Leo Rush in that, in that, clip, that classic a couple weeks ago. Yeah. When I'll the say like, went up. Like it, it, he just got right into it with the, those two matches. Both yeah. those two matches, like yeah. both. I, I I I'm ashamed I didn't say those matches. I, I did. T- I, yeah, yeah I just to. Uh, just thinking about it. Yeah, because I'm doing this mostly off of the top of my head. But right. yeah, I'm ashamed I didn't say those because those belong in the short list of match of the year. Yeah, both Angel, of them. that Angel Garza Leo Rush match was just that was fucking phenomenal. Yeah, it's great shit. And I kind of want to say, I mean, if they push him right, Walter had a pretty good first year in WWE. Walter? Not Walter. Keith, Keith Lee. Keith Lee, yeah. Got my fat guy confused. <laughs> Keith Lee had a pretty good first year. Uh, for NXT, I would say he would be my top guy. Like Over Angel Garza? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Keith Lee. Cause it, I think Keith Lee had more of an impact. Yeah, I mean, one, Keith Lee was there longer for the year. Or presented more for the right. year. So he had more under his belt. Um, and... Uh, and, and He's a, he's obviously a come on. He's obviously a superstar. So he's obviously going to but see, see, if given the push see, right. We know see, my, that's why I want to be able to Garza because yeah. we know what we know. Keith Lee is a superstar. We yeah. know. We, I didn't know who that fucking Garza was <laughs> until he showed up and, and and he showed out. That's why I went with him. My pick overall. Yeah, I would say MJF. He had a good year. Great year. Not he, just in AEW. And AEW, I think, is what pushed them over the edge um, for my thing. But everything he's done prior in MLW and his indie days and shit like that, pushing himself as the fucking ultimate See, now, let me, ask you, yeah. let me ask you a question. MJF's great on the mic. He has a great character. Great. Is he a good... From what I've seen, he's a good wrestler. Yeah. He's not great. He has a presence. Yeah. But that's... For that's wrestling, part of that's part. all you need. Well, that's not all you need. No, but it's, you have to be serviceable. You got you got to have the full package, and I think he has the full package. I think he could do what he needs to do in the ring, right? But then I think where he shines is when he gets that mic in his hand, and he and then based on that, to me, if he's good enough, and he is, he could be wrestler of the year. Based on that, just doing mm. decent matches and doing great now, promos. I don't know because if his promos get you into it and shit like that. Yeah, but I don't know if for me, you could have great promos, but if but if you're if you're good in the ring, but not great, I don't know if that's wrestling of the year. Well, I'm saying when I say he's good, I think he can tell the psychology he needs to tell in the right. ring. He can do what he needs to do to get the emotion out in the ring. I don't think he's. 
gonna be like I don't know doing spot high spots or anything like that. No. But I think he can put on a great emotional psychological match with Cody and whatnot. Right. And and people will be hyped whether he's gonna win it or not or whether Cody's gonna win it or not and tell the story in the ring. I think he's smart enough and he knows that much to tell the story. Like Cody, Cody's not a great fucking wrestler. But he gets the psychology in the ring and, right, I'm, and he gets as, the, the emotion right. And as great as as good as MJF is on the mic, I think Cody's better. You you ain't wrong, um, but I think MJF present. I'm I'm curious now. I'm curious. I want to see MJF as a face. Like, can he do that as a face? That's a good question. That's because I mean that's what I thought they were gonna do. Remember, see, Cody could do both. See, yeah. Cody could do it. Cody could be could have great promos as a face or a heel. If MJF can't do it as a face, you know what? I'm also curious about that. I've never seen Cody as a top heel. He's always been, you know, the mid card guy. One of the things that I think AW dropped the ball on at launch. We're talking about Cody. That's why. I, that's why I'm bringing this up. I get that they didn't want to put the belts on Cody or the Bucks right away because they the perception would be that. They're the, they're the EVPs mm. and they're pushing themselves. I'll be honest with you, they should have put the belt on Cody from the beginning. I don't think so. Let me explain. Good. You put the belt on Cody. Cody's the, Cody's the EVP, he's the face of the company. Cody is good. Cody will put people over. When you, the person who beats Cody, he's over. Either as a heel or a face. Because what you could do, he's over if whoever beats Cody. Mm-hmm. Like the Young Bucks I, I'm happy to see you as a tag show. I can live with that But I would have put the title on Cody No, Because they, they had Jericho And I, you have someone like Jericho Who's a top guy He's a GOAT And any, anywhere he goes You, you pull that trigger now Because you're not going to have him forever He's old He's going to retire soon Yeah I know So you pull that trigger You got him You use him And then And, and it's worked it's everything he's done has been perfect. Now I know for the company. Who is your next in AEW? Who is your next young guy to win a cha- to win the AEW championship? Or to take it from Co- no, Kenny no, 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 or no. Kenny? Your next young guy to win it. Like right now, Moxie's probably gonna win it from Cody from Jericho. Moxie is like the guy's probably gonna take it. Mm-hmm. And Jericho's gonna go away. Who's the the who is the future of the company that takes it from Moxie? The guy like that's gonna push you into the next century, into the next decade. I mean, you got Adam Page there, um, and they they they're working on him. They can push him through. Um, you, MJF can also do it. He'd be a great fucking heel champion with his own little faction. Um, Sammy's not ready for that. No Sammy Guevara, no way. Sammy Guevara's not gonna be ready for a while. No. He's good. Yeah. He's not ready for a while. No. no. If if AEW introduces a mid card title, maybe. Yeah. He's good. He's not ready for a while. Yeah. No. And one of the tag teams that they kind of, I don't want to say dropped the ball with, but they were not ready for the spot they were putting with Private Party. They're good. We love Private Party. But they are, They need seasoning. Yeah, and they're getting the seasoning. They didn't, what spot were they put in? They were putting, they were putting that tag title tournament. That's it, and that's they it. They had them beat the Bucks. That's it. That's all, this just to give them heat. And then they lost the tournament. Right, but then they disappeared off TV. Yeah, because, I mean, they're working. They're doing stuff outside the company and stuff like that. They're, they're getting their season. Just give them that heat so they're relevant. And that, that's all they need. And then now, 
push them slowly. They're doing dark shows. They're doing, you know, random tags on Dynamite and shit like that every so often. And then they're getting the heat that they need. All they need is that one win against the Bucks, and that put them over, and they're relevant. Now, now they're getting the seasoning. Now they're getting pushed, and they've improved a lot since. Um, there was a match with um, SCU that they had, which put them, which I talked about, like the one, um, when I started talking about Private Party, where I was like, we're starting to see their five moves of doom and shit like that, right. you know? And um, the, the the match that they had with SCU, and I think it was a dark match, on the, the YouTube show, Dark, um, it was it was very different. It was what I wanted from them. I wanted them selling. I wanted them like taking bumps and shit like that, which is what they were doing with now, SCU. I don't watch AEW Dark. Yeah. Only because I'm, I mean, I, I'm going to stop watching it. One another year, I'm going to watch more wrestling. Does AEW Dark feel different than Dynamite in terms of the way the matches are? Match? Not really. Matches, like the way the bat matches on book? No. The, the show itself is. Well, I know that. I've watched a couple enough, enough episodes. Yeah. I've watched. Well, I'm talking about like, the matches themselves. No, the matches themselves are the same quality and stuff like that, depending on who's in it, you know what I'm saying? Like, like they they feature some of the people that they feel aren't quite ready for Dynamite, you know what I'm saying? For the most part. You know, like you got, um, oh, fuck, what's her name? His name, sorry. Um, Sonny Kiss? Yeah, Sonny Kiss. They had him there. He's not quite ready for Dynamite. He's appeared every so often, but he's not quite ready. He will be, and I think he'll be great. He's just not quite ready for it. Um, you know, he, he's been appearing on that show a lot. You know what I'm saying? Allie was on that show a lot before they decided to take her out of the wrestling and put her as a... The bunny. As the bunny, which was a smart idea. Because I, watching her on Dark was, I was like, she's not good. She's not good. <laughs> as a wrestler. She's fine. She's a good hand or whatever you want to call it. But, nah. The, the bunny thing was a great, great idea for that. Yeah. You know? And then they had like these other like women that they now starting to appear on Dynamite, like Big Swole and Shanna and stuff like that. Hikaru Shida was appearing on Dark first before she was on Dynamite and stuff like that. You know. My my thing with Dark is that Dark was where they had a lot of those dumb gimmicks. Like the librarian and shit like that. And I was like, Oh, this is fine here. You know? Keep this here. Don't have this appear there. And that was the problem. But yeah. Um, disappointment of the year, or worst angle of the year, or Bobby Bobby Lashley and, Ru- and Rusev Lana thing. And of all of them, I'm. You don't like those cuck angles? Shut up! No, out of all of them, that was the worst. <laughs> it, it's it's so bad. They're gonna they're going they're gonna get it's so bad. I mean, that's just why I think off the top of my head. I wasn't even thinking that one because I like I kind of like just hand waved it because I don't watch that show anymore. I don't either. So, but I but you know but you know when I watch if I throw on Raw SmackDown yeah. during now I'm like really I know what you're talking about too but I, I didn't even think of it. I guess of overall wrestling, I guess that's probably a horrible angle. Yeah. Of what I watched, I will say you should prepare for this. Dark Order. Uh, yes, the end. The, the, Dark the, Order. Oops. And they get they get on the list twice. I was about to say Dark Order Part One and Part Two. Yeah. Right for their original debut. Yeah. And then when they rebooked, like we talked about, when they repackaged it, it was a good idea. It was like a cult. The way they were doing it. And then the, and then they, the they, end they, of they the did year it good episode. For, they did it good for two weeks. 
And then they started doing the cameras, hidden cameras, and they screwed it up. And they yeah. screwed it up. Yeah, well, that hidden camera thing was like a red flag. It came up. I was like, mm. yeah. And then the next you, week was no, the, it just kind of went because they did it twice. It kind of went downhill from there. Like you knew that was the like beginning of no. They did the hidden camera thing once. Did you say they, they, no? They, they did a hidden camera thing once, and then the next week is when they pulled the trigger and had that that takeover thing where they came I out. I thought they did it twice. No, they did the hidden camera thing once. No. Just once, and in the hotel, it was, they just did it once. Because the I next could, week was I could have sworn they did it twice. No, only once. You maybe saw the same thing twice. <laughs> they no. only did it once. Huh. They hit a camera thing. They only did once. But yeah, but that, that was like that was red flag right there. And then when they did the thing taking over thing, that was it. Yeah, I was like, ah, shit. And I, I, my prediction, if if they if AW brings Taz in, he ends up being the leader, the real leader of Dark Order. That's my worst. My, that's my worst angle for twenty twenty. <laughs> I'm calling it now. <laughs> uh, talk rookie year. Did you say your tag? Yeah, you said undisputed, right? Yeah. Uh. Talk about our best moments, best match of the year. I think we're done. Yeah, we did it. Yeah, we we should have prepared more. For Commentator it. of the year. Don't do it. Screw you. We're not doing that. No, because we're gonna argue about it. No, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. Don't look at me like we're not doing that. No, we're not doing it. No. No. Jim Cornette. <laughs> I'm gonna too sweet you for that. <laughs> No, know who the commentator of the year is? Remember the guy who won the AEW contest and he got to call a match with them and did say Oh, uh, yeah. Marquez. Something Marquez. He's commentator of the year. Or Morales. Morales. Yeah. Marquez, yeah. Marquez was the other AEW guy for yeah, the reviews. I, I think I said it. The guy, that the kid that did that, you saw, you saw the movie Major League. Yeah. Remember Bob Yuka was the play-by-play man? And yeah. He had, and he had that guy, the kid with him, and the kid barely talked. And yeah. only like one thing here or there. That's who that was. Monty. Monty. That's who that was. They should have called him Monty. <laughs> that would have been awesome. All right, let's wrap this bad boy up for the year. You, yep. we are out of here. Remember, guys, keep it in the ring. We are the Smarties. <laughs>